Welcome to We're Still Here, a podcast by theater people for theater people. We're your hosts, Kate and Cade. Join us as we explore being a theater artist in and out of a pandemic. Let's talk about where we're at and where we're going, because after all, we're, we're still, still here. here. Good morning. Hello. It is morning. It is today. We're it doing is great. today. It is today. Uh, Matt was laughing at our last episode where we were like, to Thursday feels like Monday and Monday feels like Thursday. And days don't, nothing exists. Nothing, nothing is real. Everything's bad. My voice, my speaking voice isn't warmed up. Can you tell? I feel like I'm talking slow. Yeah, but I kind of like, you're not talking slow, but it's like got that, um, that little rasp to it that like says that I can also, I can do regular musical theater, but also edgy stuff. I was like, oh yeah, this is the first time I've spoken today. It's like raspy Derek Klena. Oh, thank you truly so much for saying that. You are so welcome. You're so welcome. What What do you do during quarantine? You work? Yeah, I work. I just started a teaching job also, which is nice. Teaching oh, shit. Some- you Boys. teach in person? Uh, yeah, we do, but we're all we're all masked and it's not ideal still, but like I'm, you know, I'm masked, the student is masked. I'm as far Wait, away. What are you as teaching I- them? Voice, voice lessons. Ooh. Which is nice. I haven't done that in like three years. And I'm realizing now just getting back into it, I'm like, it's been two degrees since I've done this. So I'm I'm good at it now. When I was like nineteen mm. and doing this, I was not good at this at all. Interesting. Like, oh, I have, yeah, I, I can do this now. This is kind of fun. Does it kind of feed your acting bug? A little bit, yeah, because so much of it is like <laughs> thinking on your feet and yes. not hesitating or stalling or doing anything. And just and also I kind of feel like I have a couple students. I'm lucky because I have I don't have any tiny beginners who just want to sing Twinkle Twinkle. I have a couple people who can actually sing, which is really nice. Sure. So I also think it kind of makes me a better singer because it's been so long since I've been in a practice yes. room and thought about a lot of the things that I'm teaching. So that's kind of nice. You teach too, don't you? Yeah, I te- I have a couple students, but I do like, um, I do more like coaching, uh-huh. like overall coaching with them. Um, Does it fulfill not- you or are you like, this is kind of making me feel like how I felt pre-March a little bit? Yeah, like both, yeah. both, because I'm obsessed with my student. Uh-huh. I, I only have two students because I, I work with them pretty intensely. And one of them actually lives near us and I did fun home with her. Mm-hmm. And so I have like this connection to her because I care about like where she's going. And uh-huh. um, it's, it's odd. It's odd. I, I imagine it's like, because I'm, I don't, I'm not planning on having kids. I imagine it's like the closest thing I'll get to that yeah. because there are moments where I'm like, I feel the same ambition that I have for myself for her. Right, right, right. You know, and then other times I'm like, fuck, I wish I was 16 again. Do you really? I don't really ever feel like that, especially. Really? Yeah, not 16, maybe like, no. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be like just auditioning for musical theater schools right now. Pretty much anyone in school right now, I'm like, I would not want to be. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be us either, but I wouldn't want to be in school. I wouldn't want to be spending thousands of dollars to be in Zoom University. In Zoom, yeah. She's she's only 16, so I think. She has another. I think actually, yeah, I think that's hit at like the perfect time. Like she suffered a lot of losses at school with the musicals and things like that. But um, yeah, it feels me up when I, I mean, it's nice to go because I do it in person, uh-huh. um, all masked up in person. And it's nice to see her. It's nice to see her perform. It's nice to work with somebody in real time and say like, let's try this and then have her do it. I mean, she makes me laugh. So yeah, sort of. But then I usually come home and I spiral because I don't, I don't have an outlet for that at the moment, unless I'm just doing it in my room. 
<laughs> so it's like, oh, I wish I had a coach. Um, not, I do on Zoom, but it's not the same. It's not the same. Okay, did you watch? I didn't even watch it. I just heard about it and spiraled about it in my home. The fucking Super Bowl, man, with 22,000 people in the audience. Wait. <laughs> okay, first of all, why are you asking me that? Why would I watch the Super Bowl? No, I, well, I mean, no, well, girl. About the people that were there, there were so many fucking people there. Like seven thousand were healthcare workers that were vaccinated, but there were fifteen thousand other people there. What the fuck, man? I did not watch it. My boyfriend is an avid football fan, and so he watched it. All I know about it is that Tom Brady was there. I just I have a hard time with sports in general, but then I did not watch. I'm just upset about how many people. Well, I mean, with the COVID thing. I mean, I have a hard time with sports in general with COVID because they're just like pushing forward they're just pushing but at the same time it's like i don't know i at some point we're going to have to experiment going back and we'll talk about that in our broadway bulletin a little bit but i know i every time i see football i'm like this is so stupid they literally they don't need an audience nobody needs to be here for this and they don't even really i mean these football players are making they make more in six months of playing football than someone who's been in 20 Broadway shows. For their entire the- life. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's intense. It's insane. I know. It, it's such it, it's such its own environment. <laughs> and it's yeah. got its own. I mean, it's just like what we do, only the, the activity is different, right? But yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's hard because when you look at it, it still looks really spread out. Yeah. Like it still looks really spread out. And I, I don't know. We'll have to talk more about this when we d- get into the Broadway Bulletin because Como's doing something <sighs> similar. And um, I know it's going to be really touch and go here, I think, for a little, a little while. To but, say the least. Uh, to say the least. You know what? We have some good news, though. We have two brand new Patreon members to our Patreon family. We do. Thank Children, you. welcome. Yes, our brand new family members, Diane Eckstein and Hannah O'Donnell. Thank you so much, you guys. Your Patreon contributions help us to get this podcast out to more people. It helps us create even better and more titillating content for you. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can expect a wonderful Christmas from us. Oh, yeah. Now, you've kind of given me um, some dialects there. Have you been a little foreshadowing to our local level? I know. No, no, I'm terrible. I'm terrible. I've just been watching too much Bridgerton. It's okay, like, I, honestly. I get to watch Bridgerton, but everyone Honey! Watch, which is why I haven't watched it, I think, because when people suggest things to me, I just... Okay, like, that's the game I was playing, sweetheart. Like, that's the game I was playing, and the only one that was suffering was me because I wasn't watching Bridgerton. Take it from yeah. me, somebody who is also like you, you must just I watch know. it. You just really must. Really, my attention span these days, though, I only nope. watch like an eight. There are enough thing. sexy people. No, there's gay storylines. You're going to love it. There's brown people. Shonda Rhimes, our girl. Oh, our girl. Her you name is all over the that. World. Shonda Rhimes and Ryan Murphy own the entire world. Yeah. Whole world. The whole world. If you were wondering who runs things, it's not God. Shonda Rhimes Shonda. and Ryan Murphy. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome for that information. Mm-hmm. There it is. There it is. I think it's time to read a review. I think it is too. So on Apple Podcasts, we get lovely, lovely reviews and we pick one to read each week. And we would love it if you wrote us a gorgeous little gorgeous little novella for us to read out. We'll yes, just a little love week. letter, honey. It's Valentine's Day is coming up. Write us a love letter. Some we'll love. write you one back. Yeah, oh, we will. We for oh, sure. Oh, we will. Honey, follow us on Instagram. We will comment oh. and like your shit until you're sick of us. <laughs> Who's our review today? Our review today is from Lisey Dan. And Lisey Dan writes, genuine and relatable. Ugh, oh. Us? 
She says, I love that these two always know how to make me laugh, but also understand the struggles of a performer in today's world, don't we? Super fun and funny atmosphere and amazing guest interviews. Definitely recommend listening. Ah, Lisey Dan, you didn't have to. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. That honestly um, makes my day. I just what I love this because like the part that you guys can't see is that right before Kate and I started recording, I had like a little mini mental breakdown and I was sobbing. Literally. <laughs> That's what you'll see on the Patreon. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to see me sob, go to the Patreon. <laughs> had a little mental breakdown. Um, so I love how this review this week is, but also understand the struggles of a performer in today's world. Because um, – don't yeah, we? I'm driving that that struggle performer bus. I feel like there are other people also driving it too, but I'm definitely up there at the front drive-in. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing. It's also so easy to think that or to feel that we are all just so alone in this because that's how it fucking feels all the time. Feels, yes. You know, but we all, especially all performers are going through such similar struggles right now. So everyone just- I know I want to know from our listeners- because you guys are so precious. I want to know from you, will you comment on our Instagram and tell me like what you guys have been doing to make this feel better? Or (laughs) I don't know, like what are you doing right now as an actor to stay in that moment? I would love to know. Mm -hmm. Just like not even for like engagement sake, but just genuinely. Zoom things. I want to know how those Zoom things are feeling and if that. Yeah, we want to know. I want to know. I want to know how you guys are feeling. I want to know if you're doing okay, if you're not doing okay, and then why. How? Yeah. Who? This would be like an essay. Yeah. 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 Why? How? Who? What? What? Why? How? Are you doing okay or not okay? And yeah, why? I just want to know why. Um, Because there are some days I wake up and I'm like, I can do this. This is great. And then there are other days where I literally could walk out into traffic. Um, yeah, so I'd be interested to see if anybody else is that same way. Okay, so we've got something a little different this episode. We have our first sponsor. Yay! So in addition to bringing you guys cool resources from the community and connecting you to other performers, actors, technicians, we're also going to be highlighting and collaborating with some businesses that really speak to us and that we think will speak to you too. So without further ado, our first sponsor. Hi, I'm Abby theater nerd and owner of Lena Botanicals. Lena is an online boutique of skin, body, and self-care products. The brands in my shop are small LGBTQ, women, black, and family-owned makers aligned around locally sourced organic ingredients. At Lena, we believe in plants, caring for yourself, and uplifting others. That's why I'm excited to announce that now through March, 10% of every purchase will benefit the Ring of Keys organization, a nonprofit supporting queer, trans, and gender non-conforming music theater artists. Visit us at lenabotanicals.com. We've got face masks, bath salts, and aromatherapy to relax and treat yourself, your valentine, or your galentine. Because at the end of the day, you're another day older, but we've got a face cream for that. Find us online at lenabotanicals.com or on Instagram at lenabotanicals. Subscribe to our newsletter and get 15% off your first purchase. In the spirit of connecting each other, this is my favorite segment. Me too. I love that today is the day I'm falling into accents too. I love that. <laughs> oh, I just, oh. this is all very apropos. So it's time for our local legend, Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, very excited about this week's local legend. Oh, that was a little more of a rose there. Should we each do, should we do these next phrases in terrible dialects to really set up 
Yes. <laughs> We've okay. not, she's not coached us. So no, 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 no. <laughs> yes. Full disclosure. We are completely uncoached. Um, special skill actors. Are you ready? Okay. This is a local legend. This local legend is glittering. Oh. Full disclosure, I chose this word after watching hours of her TikTok videos. <laughs> like this. If this local legend was an animal, she'd be a chameleon. Oh, yeah, that was kind of bad at the end. It was good at the beginning, and I was like, wait. <gasps> it, yeah, wait, do it again. If, <laughs> wait, I need to. <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm going for. I guess like a Steve Irwin kind of. Yeah, that's what I was getting. If this local legend was an animal, she'd oh. be a chameleon. Chameleon. Yeah, it, yeah, that's the part that we need to ask our local legend about, the chameleon part. Uh, I want to have can't. a question with her, honestly. We're gonna. We, we have to. Okay. This local legend's catchphrase is, is this my real voice? <laughs> Who are we talking about, Kate? Hannah Williams. Yay! Yay! Hannah. So Hannah is someone who, she is another non-Arizona local legend, which is very exciting. We met her through this podcast. Uh, she reached out to us on Instagram, or maybe we reached out to, I don't remember. I think we found each other on the gram, which is very Love at first sight. Love at first sight on the gram, baby. Really, she uh, lives in Chicago right now. She's a dialect coach who graduated from Bradley University with a BA in theater performance, minor in cre uh, music and creative writing. And she is a self-proclaimed semi-pro artsy fart, which I mean- A multi-hyphenate. Yeah, she is truly- <laughs> I think she should put that on her website and put a hyphen between each one of those, like like those all those talented people with multi-hyphenates do. Yes. Music director, actor, dancer, singer, house cleaner, car mechanic. I know. Like, I'm like, should we start putting like our regular person jobs in our multi-hyphenates to just normalize it? <laughs> actor, singer, dancer, Box psychic driver. medium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I don't know. A candle maker, psychic medium, yeah. um, coach. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's going to be the turn of the. Okay, I genuinely did not know that you were holding a coffee cup just now, and I thought you picked up a bag of flour. Oh. That is. I don't know I why. Like that would have been though if I was just holding a bag of flour. You're holding a bag. If you were drinking a bag of flour, girl. Any. <laughs> <laughs> Month 10 of the pandemic got me like. Right. Okay. So we're all multi-hyphenates just like Hannah. So yes, Hannah's amazing and a dialect coach. And this is a cool thing about Hannah is that I fell down the rabbit hole of her TikTok the other day. And it's so cool because she's like putting bite size, uh, like accent tips on TikTok. Uh -huh. And they're so bloody helpful. Like sometimes you scroll through and people are like, doing this really great accent and they're like, you just do it like this. And then I can't do it. She actually gives you tips. I'm like, wait, I know right. it's the perfect it's it's exactly what the TikTok platform is for it's like here's this yeah. little snippet of what I do check me out on all of this other all these other platforms if you want to know more because yeah she's so concise in these little videos and really good at a number of dialects like she really and her personality that's why I chose the word glittering this local legend is glittering because she's so like magnetic like I just want to like keep watching her and the bitch can sing Oh, she can sing. Only this morning I, I saw her uh, singing TikToks for the first time. Really great. Really I know, great me, to check me sending this to Cade like late at night being like, I listen to her voice. 
So yeah. tell me about her dream roles because her dream roles are perfection for the type of voice she has, I think. Yeah, dream roles include Veronica Sawyer in Heathers or Kathy in the last five years. She'd be a cool, edgy yes. Kathy. I really like that. Yes. Because we need, I, yeah, we need like sort of an out of the box Kathy and Jamie if we're going to do the last five years. Honestly, I think, you know what I mean? Yes. And okay, yes. I recently saw a video of, um, maybe it was an old production, but it was the last five years, but they were accompanying each other. He was accompanying her songs on guitar Stop. and she was playing his songs on piano. And that's, and so and our local legend, Hannah, she plays guitar. So I want to see her do something like that. I want to see her <gasps> herself. That's beautiful. What a statement. I, Wait, can we go back? Can we just like talk about that for a second? No. Whoa. I know. That's how it should be. Why are people not doing that? Well, I think that's what's going on now. I think this might've been like a quarantine production or something, but that's how you know because everyone's done the last five years that's how we're gonna brilliant. take it up a notch and i think that's so incredible it's literally brilliant okay yeah. and hannah's yeah. go-to 16 bar cut i love this leave get out by Joko, <gasps> which is leave we, you know interesting because in this episode with our our main episode guest we talk a lot about singing pop songs in um auditions this is a great yes. one i mean jojo is so underrated she still is making great music big fan of yes she's super relevant yeah. still on instagram and tiktok and uh our last i don't know if it was the last episode or the episode before we did rock yeah. the audition with sherry sanders which is all about taking cuts like this songs that you love songs like i remember sherry telling us pick songs you love like songs that you bopped to when you were a kid when you were a teenager like start there right because yeah. that's where you have a connection <laughs> and when hannah messaged me and said her cut was leave by jojo i was like uh and she was like that should tell you a that little song, bit about me I'm that like, song mm, is honey, a musical okay. and you know what jojo wrote that when she was 13 bitch girl i can't i can't it holds up i can't superstar literal superstar her favorite accent to do is australian love it. yeah love it um i had to work with a dialect coach in kinky boots uh-huh. Uh, and I'm not even going to embarrass myself by trying to recreate that accent, but uh, I didn't, I, they didn't, we didn't even work on it that much. Because it was good. You, you she, had a great accent. That's what she told me. I, and I was shocked by that. So I didn't, she, I never got a private coaching with her huh? because she was just like, oh, nope, that works. That's great. But that's not how I usually am with accents. And you, we did Newsies. Yeah, I wish we had a dialect coach in Newsies, but we didn't. I think it ended up being fine because, and I think same with Kinky Boots, it's such a heightened version of this regional dialect. You know what I mean? So yes. I think in Newsies, we pulled it off, but it, it took a second for sure. It took Well, and Catherine doesn't have an accent in Newsies, which not. is weird. Why is that? So is, I, is that to make her seem of higher status, do you think? Because she talks more proper? I don't know. I, I don't know. And this is going to, guys, it's been like almost two years now since I've done the show, but oh, I wow. think, <gasps> right, God. this summer it will be two years Whoa. since we were making out every night. I don't know. I guess you could say, well, I was going to say maybe they came over from Europe, but then she would have probably a British RP, like some kind of yeah. British accent, but she doesn't. It's just plain Disney princess English. Yeah. Yeah, Standard. and everybody else is like, "Yo, Jack, yo, 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 Brooklyn." And I mean, it's not even written anywhere. I think in the script that she is to talk like this. It's just how it always goes. I think it's just yeah. to differentiate her as like this, like yeah, higher class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aladdin, Jasmine vibes happening there. That if you could cast our local legend in anything, what would you cast her in? Oh, stop. Okay, well, I'm okay. I have a hard time with this because I always cast everyone in, like the same five musicals. <laughs> but if I had to go out of those head over heels 
I know that was off Broadway, okay, but I think she would be incredible in that because her personality, like her voice is so powerful. Her general energy is amazing and I'm pretty sure they have accents and head over heels. Um, waitress, yeah. honestly, any of the roles in Waitress, she would be great at. Yes. I thought of this one today as I was watching the video of her riff that Sarah Barella song did. Mm. Jane Seymour in Six. I would love to hear her sing some hard. Oh, shit. Abby That's a mic drop. It sure is. I mean, that she has the perfect voice for that. And her runs are so clean. And mm, yeah, great. I oh. never thought of that. You're totally right, dude. Yeah. Okay. We're going to do five second resume real quick. Uh -huh. Except this time, instead of shows she's done, we're going to do accents she knows how to do. And this is not the full gamut uh, here. This is like notes version. what I could fit. Did you do it last time or did I? I think you did it last time. I yeah, I think it's your turn. turn. Okay. Okay, ready? Right. So accents Hannah Williams has got under her belt. Go. English RP, Cockney, Irish, Australian, American, Southern, and Scottish. Are Whoa, okay, that's five. And I mean, I saw her <laughs> website. She does, she coaches a million. Like she really has a lot of these perfected. She like dissects the United States into different sections too. So there's like, you know, you have American obviously, but then you have like Chicago and Wisconsin and all the different. And then in quarantine, she's just been hanging out, tutoring remotely, doing some dialect coaching, making TikToks. She says she loves cuddling with her dogs and coloring with gel pens. I want her TikToks to just blow up because they are so good. Go and check out these TikToks she's doing. I mean, because I don't think a lot of people are doing this, which is why she's so no. cool. Like she, you know, I've always wished that we had the opportunity to take like a dialect class in school. We yes. didn't have that in our yes. program because that's not something that comes naturally to me at all. No. And I feel, I don't know if you feel this way or if anybody listening feels this way, but I feel like with accents, people are like, Oh no, there's, that's too much there. We're not going to cover that. That's something you guys, you need to do that, but do it on your own time. Like, I don't think it's something that at school we ever dove into because I think people think it's too layered. Yeah. And I mean, I, how cool would it have been if we had someone like Hannah come in and just do a weekend workshop. On well, and that's the thing about the internet, because this is what I was thinking, is her rates are so reasonable, oh, you guys. They're so, so goddamn affordable. And I just sent in a self-tape with a Brooklyn accent for something, and I just pulled it out of my ass because... I know what people from Brooklyn sound like, but it was not great. It was not, it was, I don't even know if it was good, but if I had known about her, then I would have scheduled a, a quick bop with her and been like, Hey, can you help me? I'm sending in a tape. How much better to do that than to send in a completely botched accent yeah. to which you then look like not a professional anymore because you're doing something that you know, you can't do well. Like, yeah. why are you presenting that? It's all about so, little nuances that you, I mean, yes. I don't have, I don't really think I have the ear for that. I, like I said, I don't have a natural um, for dialect. So she's really incredible. You can head over to williamsdialectcoaching.com to check out the services she provides, just more about her. She's super awesome. Really glad that we were connected with her. Stalk her, become friends with her, find out what her favorite coffee drink is, hire her for coaching. We will drop all of her info, her Instagram, her TikTok, her website in the information box down below. Okay, it's time for our Broadway Bulletin. Hey. Yay, this is a good one. Yes. This is Yeah, tell us what tell us what little Governor Cuomo's been doing. That It's interesting to me that you were talking about the Super Bowl because this whole Broadway Bulletin kind of revolves around what's happening with sports. So Cuomo is made this announcement a couple of days ago that he is like looking to do theater reopenings 
with testing and pop-up events and sort of like trial scenarios. Yeah. Um, yeah, it says Cuomo seeks to reopen theaters following the reopening of the Buffalo Bills Stadium. So the Buffalo Bills Stadium reopened um, and they had socially distanced seating with reduced crowd sizes. And um, I believe they had COVID testing at the site. Okay. Which I don't know how that works because I don't know how fast you get them back. Um, oh, but, class, I've gotten rapid tests and you get it back in like 15 minutes. Okay, perfect. So it says um, the state is using uh, rapid testing, socially distancing and reduced crowd sizes. So the state piloted uh, that approach through a January Buffalo Bills game and it plans to continue using this approach to open up weddings at indoor venues to 150 people in March. Yeah, that's really soon. That's like kind of now. It's very soon. It is kind of now. It's like three weeks away. And this is interesting to me that they've kind of piloted it with this Buffalo Bills situation because sort of like what you're talking about with the Super Bowl is this a situation where we are outdoors, right? They open up the dome and you're sort of in the open air, which is a little bit different than sitting inside of a closed Broadway theater. So we already kind of got that working against us. Yeah. But with the rapid testing and the socially distanced seats and the reduced crowd sizes, I think what they're hoping is contact tracing if we can sort of suss out that we're not contributing to the spread that they can start opening up small venues but here's the thing the Broadway League declined to comment okay nobody in the Broadway scene is commenting on this you they just know, won't do it come, give us a little comment just one well right and but here's the thing honey is I feel like what they would have to say is not what we want to hear and that's why they're not saying anything because until they're able to say what we want to hear they're not going to comment because 150 people is notably low for a Broadway house so if you're going to get 150 people into indoor venues. So right now we're just outdoor. Yeah. Right. The the Bills Stadium, like the Super Bowl, this is all sort of open air situations. Yeah. And I find it, I almost find it, maybe this is rude. I almost find it a little desperate that Cuomo's like talking about this because I feel like he's just trying to say like, oh yeah, theaters are going to come back because it's, it's such a money maker for New York. But I just don't see, I just, I don't, I don't see it. Based on what this article says and what we're talking about right now, I just don't see that happening. I mean, 150 people indoor venues by March. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. Yeah, it kind of sounds like he's talking out of his ass a little bit. I mean, ugh. And I love Governor Cuomo. So like for everybody listening, yeah, I don't mean to be, you know, but it's a little like, okay, I, I think it's a little premature, a little premature. But Seems like they're especially, trying. Especially where who Dr. Fucci, our good friend Fucci. Fucci, our good friend Dr. Fucci. Said, he just said that maybe by the fall, theaters can reopen at, at very, you know, reduced capacity. So it's right. kind of, yeah. Un well, and that's the thing is it's going to be up to the Broadway League and to, you know, the big players as to whether or not they even want to entertain that lower, that reduced capacity. Uh, because they're, because you're talking about remounting giant shows like Town that require how many cast members to be paid, how many crew members to be paid, how many orchestration, you know what I mean? Like all of the things that go along with that. Can you pay for that with 150? Yeah, I don't know if that's, if you can make money with 150 people. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I know. But what it's being talked about. Yeah. And for and for us who've been bitching all year about them not talking about, I mean, here I don't mean to like look a gift horse in the mouth. I'm glad they're talking about it. I'm glad we're it's you least, know it's at least rumblings, I guess, which is yes. more than we've heard in like a year. It's yes. so crazy that the year is coming up, man. We should help we should host some sort of, you know, group. So 
Yes, maybe we should or do like a Zoom party. Should we uh, like a, a Zoom support group even? Like a Zoom, Zoom support party. group. Bring your, your mocktails and your cocktails and your, and your head and your, and your, yes, your thoughts and your tears and your smiles and what thoughts. We have thoughts and headshots, that's what we can call it. Yeah, I love it. So there you go. So there you go. That's what Cuomo's thinking. If you're wondering what he's thinking, that's what he's thinking. Um, and we sort of have sports to thank for that because it looks like they're starting to experiment with uh, with sports. So, thank you, thank you so much, sports. I really have to say thank you, sports. Thank you, sports. And at the end of every Broadway bulletin, we like to give you an actor resource that will help you at some point along your journey. And this actor resource is very near and dear to my heart. Uh, this week, we are featuring the Theatrical Intimacy Education Organization, yep. otherwise known as TAI. They exist to research, develop, and look into the best teaching practices for staging theatrical intimacy. Mm -hmm. Now, this is not something I ever knew about until I did Fun Home. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever seen Fun Home or No Fun Home, there are, there's a lot of making out that happens between Minnie Mouse and Joan. Yeah, and you're and very little, you were in your underwear on stage. Yeah, I was, yeah. And when we went into rehearsal for that, we did not have an intimacy coach. Um, I didn't even know that was a thing at the time. And I will say that this is an interesting experience because I imagine usually it's the opposite, but I was in a room, I was the only straight person <laughs> in this particular room. And this was going to be the first time that I had ever kissed a girl. So I was very nervous, just generally speaking. Yeah. Um, and it was awkward. It was awkward. And it was, everyone was very kind. I never felt unsafe or anything like that. And I don't think um, my Joan did either. Um, but there was definitely a lot that could have been helped by having an intimacy coach come in and kind of explain what happens. So what it says on their website is theatrical intimacy education empowers artists with the tools to ethically, efficiently, and effectively stage intimacy, nudity, and sexual violence. This is also like rape scene in West Side, mm -hmm. right? Like that she gets like thrown around in that. Yeah. Um, and it can be very difficult to choreograph as it were. Yeah. Um, so they said, we train the whole company department or ensemble in the best practices so that you aren't on your own when the choreographer goes home. This is about culture change, not just choreography. Yeah. We believe that staging theatrical intimacy should be ethical, efficient, and effective. And we want to train you how to do it. Yeah, the so, first time I ever heard about an intimacy an intimacy coach was last year when I was taking a class at ASU with Ashley Pribble, Dr. Ashley yes. Pribble, which was, she was the most amazing instructor I ever had at university. And she feels really passionate about this kind of work. And that's really what she wants to do. She isn't, she's a musicologist and she specializes in, you know, the history and practices of musical theater. She doesn't want to be a director, but she really wants to be a intimacy coach and you know, and she was explaining to us what that role entails when you're doing an opera or a musical and it's so necessary and something that I had never even heard of but it's yeah it's it's its own thing that needs someone working in that role for a show like Fun Home or West Side or any of these shows that involve you know what's interesting is I um like calling back to when I did Julie Jordan and Carousel uh. and there are some moments in that that I would have really loved an intimacy coach for. Yeah. And the one that is not sexual in nature, but I think is very vulnerable is when Billy dies and Julie's over him and she's sobbing and yeah. she sings. Like, cause you're so close to the other actor and you're yeah. obviously grieving their death. Like yeah. Hamilton. Yeah, even just to have those conversations, it's just someone in yeah. the room to talk about how everyone can 
be the most, the utmost comfortable and get through this in a, you know, respectable and safe way. Yeah, it's, it's. And so it looks good because if yep. you're not comfortable, it's not good. The effect is not there. And so then why are you even doing it? Like, why are you putting yourself in that position and the audience in that position? It's going to be awkward. Exactly. So we can take responsibility for that. Um, and theatrical intimacy education can help us. So I will link their website down below, guys. They offer workshops constantly. Um, they have a pretty big social media presence. They're a relatively new company, um, but I want you to follow them look into them. I, I want you guys to know that there are other ways to be involved in theater besides just being front and center on stage. So if you have other interests in the theater, hopefully some of these resources that we highlight can, uh, you know, spark your interest. Um, so please check them out. And that's it for this week's Broadway Bulletin. I am just so excited. I don't know what to do because I've been waiting so long for this episode. Yeah, that's the thing. We, I don't know if everyone listening knows, but we recorded a whole bunch of episodes before we released a single one. So we recorded like, I think over a dozen episodes before our first episode was released. So first of all, I want to say thank you to everyone who's been so patient yes. <laughs> waiting for their interviews to come out. Yeah, honestly, we got to do a like a little mini workshop with this uh, next guest uh, in our final semester at college. She got on a Zoom call and got to talk to us about some of the stuff that we're going to talk to her about today. Um, and it really moved me. And, it, you know, you meet some people in your life and you're like, that person is special. And this is one of the people that I definitely felt that way about. And I'm so excited. Just feel their energy through a Zoom call. Their energy is just so loud and bright and joyful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so tell us about our guest today, Cade. Our guest today is known for being part of the iconic original Broadway company of six as Anna of Cleves. She also helped develop the show at Chicago Shakespeare Theater. She's also performed off-Broadway in Black Nativity and in the national tour of Memphis. She recently performed in the phenomenon that was Ratatouille, the TikTok musical. She also performed extensively in Arizona with the Phoenix Theater Company, Arizona Broadway Theater, as well as many other theaters across the country. Please welcome to your ears, Brittany Mack. <laughs> Hello, Brittany. Thank you so much Hi. for being here. Thank you so much for having me. How y'all doing? Oh, we're doing good. See, I Girl. saw that you laughed while we while we were talking about Ratatouille. You threw your head back, but that is, it was a phenomenon. That was absolutely huge and massive and crazy and a cultural reset. <laughs> Changed my mind. A cultural reset. I, I love like that. Okay. We were asked to do, so Lucy, of course, our, our director for six, directed Ratatouille and right. we she emailed us was like oh my god god so honestly like do you think you could like that because literally <laughs> does not talk above like a point three volume and so I love it. she's like oh my god thank you guys so much it's just like gonna be like super funny and like lols all over you know and I was like well okay gotta 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 I still gotta like keep up with what she's saying and so when she asked us to do it we were on a group chat and we were like y'all Okay, here we go. And so we we did it. And first of all, I didn't know that Adam Lambert yeah. was going to be singing Rat's Way of Life. <laughs> when, booked Adam Lambert for this. <laughs> when he sang, I was like, first of all, where you been? Mm -hmm. Second of all, you better sing this song, yes. okay? So I was I was really excited. And then it was like, oh, Titus. Oh, oh. Uh, Andre the Shield. Yeah. Oh, and I've done Ain't Misbehaving twice. And so to oh like my God. be like, I was kind of in a production with Andre the Shields just now. Like, wow. Uh, so yes. It was just like so yeah. interesting. Ain't Misbehaving was actually the first show that I did at the Phoenix Theaters. <gasps> oh my God, I love that. Girl, look at you now. 
Listen, full in the rap musical with Andre DeShields. In the rap musical with Andre DeShields, <laughs> Wayne Brady, Titus Burgess, and Adam Lambert. No problems. Uh, it, like, is that something that you ever thought you like? If a year ago, if I was like, "Yo, Brit, girl, you're gonna be in Ratatouille the musical on TikTok," would you have believed it? I'd have been like, first of all, I don't know what TikTok is. I don't know why you yelling at me. I didn't do anything to you. Uh, so, like a clock, like a clock, like a clock. So I would have immediately thought about Cinderella, and then that, and then it just would have. So I would have been like, no. And here I am. And here we are. Before you were contacted to be a part of Ratatouille, did you know about this thing that was being created and written on TikTok? Did you have any idea how huge this was leading up to it? No, because I'm not on TikTok. So I, <laughs> I am not on TikTok at all. And so what's interesting is I am actually doing the Junior Theater Festival, JTF, that happens every year um, all over the world. And so now, of course, it's, uh, we're doing it as an online extravaganza. And so, oh, I love that. Yeah, it's it's gonna be incredible. And so I I <laughs> one of the executive producers, Tim, contacted me and 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 had me be a part of it. Which through a connection with with the International Thespian Festival that I did, it was just like this person called this person. It was that I was like I don't even know what all of these festivals are, but I like all of y'all. So then I got a chance to meet <laughs> to meet Danny, and I was like. An amazing man. You're, you're the reason why, and this is a thing, and I see, because we were mm -hmm. doing an iHeartRadio thing, growing up Broadway, and uh, he uh, was doing something. He was like, I'm going to be late. I'm on the phone negotiating things for Ratatouille. And I was like, wow. And that was the first time I heard of its, like, grandeurness. Yeah. If something. Yeah. And so I, it just like through the grapevine and my best friend was like, friend, so how about, he was like, no, the music is actually really brilliant. And I was like, I can't even be bothered. Yeah. But it's funny how Ratatouille is like, it makes sense to me and, you know, way more than, you know, Little Mermaid, but. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. The point is it was done. I thought the storytelling was incredible like Titus like you can't really go wrong mm -hmm. with who you had right no and then Lucy's so brilliant just the directions that people were speaking in in order to make it work and it it worked it's it is a phenomenal tribute to like all of the talent that is in the world and all of the creativity I remember when I first started seeing I'm an avid TikToker and I remember seeing people be like oh I wish Ratatouille was a musical and they would do these little you know like goofy skits and I mean, it really wasn't long before that like picked up so much traction. Yeah, it went from just like a couple couple little skits and numbers on TikTok to we're doing a concert and it's going to be broadcast all across the world on YouTube and we're going to raise a million dollars or more than a million dollars, right? And I'm dead, Britt, because so we just we just spread the article that Playbill did on oh. you. Yes. And it came out about 10 minutes ago. Okay, great. Yeah, it's, it's very new. Yes, girl, it's new. Shorting through the shutdown. Um, And you talk about, you say something about being like, that you weren't super technologically inclined or something about not being like super tech savvy. And I'm LOLing because not only are you a part of the most giant internet fandom sensation six, they have fans like The Simpson has fans. You know what I mean? They're like die hard. And then Ratatouille, you are now, you are the center of the Listen, internet. And girl. I have no idea what that means. No, like, I'm just like, okay. <laughs> What is it? <laughs> like, I still, it's still just, it, I, listen, I stand by what I said. I'm in school right now and um, 
they sent us uh we they send us a bunch of like tech stuff and all of this stuff um in order to grow content and all these things like i'm in school for this okay oh, yeah. and they sent me an ipad and i was like i don't know what to do with this what do you should i send it back did this come with my tuition am i paying for this why do i have this why am i so it was too funny to me because i just was like i don't know what she was like you're you're supposed to use it um it's for your classes and i was like oh, oh okay cool. what is it that you're doing in school right now i am um, majoring in entertainment business okay so yeah yeah i mean i have the time and it's all online and so I was like, yeah, why, why not? Yeah, expand those skills of which you already have so many. And I, I, I love that, that you're doing that because it, it's so cute. You have like fan accounts ded dedicated to, to you on Instagram and TikTok. Like just, it is like the coolest thing for me to hear you say that you're still learning about it <laughs> because it's like evolving around you. It's such a wonderful thing. Did you ever have any conception that six would be such a force to be reckoned with? Uh, yes and no. Um, because six was this like thing before it even came to the U S right. So, mm -hmm, right. uh, you know, I honestly, I auditioned, I, I was auditioning for the wizard of Oz originally. And so I had no <laughs> idea what six was. I was like, okay, come on, Wizard of Oz. I'm about to we represent the lobby. Like, yes, you are, girl. And uh, long, long story, long, long story short, by the time I got material, which was probably like my fourth callback, I was like, get down. I don't know. Let me, because <laughs> this is pre-existing and this is not the lullaby needs something. Let me figure out. So <laughs> This is not somewhere over the rainbow. Listen, yeah. and then it was funny because for a hot second, I thought I was like, oh, because they kept asking me to sing pop music and R&B. And I was like, oh my God, they're going to do the whiz because of me. Like I slayed it. <laughs> yes. We are so full of ourselves. Um, and so <laughs> I was like, no, Brittany, that's not how rights work and seasons and things. I was like, cool, 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 cool. I was just playing. So then by the time I could get it. down and I was like, let me like look this up. There was a bunch of YouTube material and I saw oh. them at Edinburgh and things like that. Oh, and yeah. So I was like, oh, wait, this is kind of dope. This is, okay, this is cute or whatever. Okay. Little did I know that it, that the setup wasn't going to be much different than the way that the six queens were just kind of standing on the stage with these microphones telling this story. And mm -hmm. so I was like, okay, girl, uh, I learned the music. Then I'm in final callbacks with Broadway people. And I was like, hola, 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 hola. Wait, uh-uh, what is this? What do you mean? <laughs> yes. Uh -uh. So then I was just kind of like, okay, okay. I still didn't know the, the, the magnitude of six. Yeah the like enterprise of like what it is and and how global it was mm -hmm. um which i think i think worked to my favor because the more you know probably the more you can kind of psych yourself out it becomes this big thing and all that and i was just there like living my best life we callbacks were all everyone who would call back for each queen audition in the room together so oh. i was just like Living your best life. I was living. Did you know how to rap bef before, or did, yeah. oh, did you just figure it out? No, no. Um, like, nah, that's not. Listen, like, that's a very special skill, and you're nailing it. So I must know. Were you born that way, or? The funny, you know what? The funny thing is, is that it's so much more singing than you think it is, and so it's mm. just so low that 
Mm. um for a woman right because if you give it to a guy that like giving you resonance and Uh, vibrato and all these things and you're just like how and what so i was like great i'm a tenor um so you go from being this like soprano to and so what uh by the time we started with music and rehearsals and all of that stuff uh they raised the song so it my the original broadway is raised from the original soundtrack recording that people know oh. yeah Ooh. yeah it's higher oh that's the t yeah it's higher so it's customized it's still low though it's still low listen oh. it's low baby it's low but i've listened uh, to you sing that many times it's low yeah it's manageable in a way that because we tried it i think we tried it i think we worked our way down so we did a whole step and a half then we took it then we worked down by half step so then um, by the time we got to where it was comfortable, by the time we got to where it was comfortable, it was still too high because it took the swagger out of the song, right? Yeah. So we were like, I was like, okay, one more down, one more down. I could do it. It's fine. It's just, I have to work, work. So yeah. once we did, it was like, okay, cool. So it really is getting that breath going and like getting that, that breath spinning under the words because it is tough. Because this is the song that's, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is kind of like the Re- the Rihanna-inspired song, right? Because yeah, they're Rihanna, all- their queen-spirations, uh, Toby and Lucy's queen-spirations for this is Rihanna and Nicki Minaj. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, and that shows, that's the amazing thing about Six, and I think that's why it connects with such a wide scope of people. It's because this really sounds like a Rihanna and Nicki song, and Heart of Stone really sounds like Adele, and da-da-da, like it really just sounds like pop music it is it's just strictly pop music and it's so amazing it's yeah such an experience is i have to ask i'm really staring at you hard when you sing that song and you are like jerking and flapping and moving and running and i'm like can she breathe and every i'm like i'm listening i'm listening you sit down on the throne at the end i'm like is she tired? Is she at it? But like, how, how does one, okay, because you have musicals and then you have rock concerts, right? And this is uh-huh. both. Mm-hmm. How the hell, how do you, mm-hmm. how time. did you get ready for How do you prepare for that? This, yeah, girl, this is a musical pop concert. Um, musical yes. pop, musical. <laughs> and it, it, you know what, honestly, the conditioning, the rehearsal process was uh-huh. bananas. It was bananas. You're talking heels from, the time you walk in the door to the time. And I mean, we rehearsed in which eventually like shoes changed and right. things like that. Right. Cause like, cause as they do. Hello? Yeah. Um, and I, I got injured in Chicago. Like it was a handful of things. Um, but, uh, I mean, the conditioning was, was, was crazy. It was crazy. And I love a good heel. She will be in a heel all day, but doing what we're doing. So I, uh, you learn it. You just kind of figure it out. I'm also, I am, I can say, confidently that I am very well rounded as far as singing, acting, dancing goes. Mm, yeah. Um, very, everything's all pretty much same yeah. level playing. Dancing. Yeah. She, she, the leg don't kick your face anymore, but it'll, it'll want to, you know what I mean? It's like, Hey girl, yes. oh no. you know, it's, she comes up when she's very warm. But other than that, so, so the dancing comes natural. So right. marrying the two together, um is really more about the stamina let's say i use the first part of the show to warm up then by the time i get to house of holbein i have to bring it yeah. all in even though house of holbein is like get it get it get it yes. get it right i i literally am like <sighs> you guys are on stage basically the whole time yeah, right it's just a time. concert yeah yeah, yeah. One moment yeah that we leave off and they come back on with rust and it's literally and then you're right back on. Are people screaming the entire time? Because I, I saw an interview with you guys where you talked about how, 
I think Abby Mueller said, or you, you said something about how you walked out and you guys just were not prepared for the, the decibels. <laughs> like, is yeah. that throughout? Yeah. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah. Because there's, I mean, there is a script, right? And so when people come see the show, I think one thing is if you're familiar with the show, uh, people think you're just going to come and it's going to be a full concert. And it's not. There's a full plot in a script. And so when people come see it and there is like humor and through line and people are like, oh my God, wait, stop. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So it goes. If you're not hollering, laughing, you are just hollering, period. So it, it's, yes, it right. is a roller coaster. I was not ready. I was not. I was not. At, none of us were. The, the curtain, the lights go down, the kabuki opens, and then that chord hits, and Adriana walks out of that dog on kabuki, and people lose their mind. And she just goes, Divorce. And everybody goes, ah! And I'm just like, and I am, I'm just standing there in the dark shoulders, like cracking up, trying to keep from laughing because we would have said something stupid. And Abby is the one line queen. So she would have just said something right before I went out and I'm like, I hate you. I got to pee. These shorts are tight. It's a lot going on. So So you talk about the fact that you, you pride yourself on being a true triple threat. You say like they're all even and equal. Is that something that when you were training in school to become a performer that was really beat into you? Or is that something that you took upon yourself to be like, okay, I got to be all across the board, full circle, well-rounded. How did you, you know, develop all the skills (laughs) to be so equal and polished? (laughs) That's so deep. Uh... (laughs) I didn't, to be perfectly honest. Uh-huh. I, I literally, uh, so I, I, I grew up watching, you know, black and white films. I grew up watching Shirley Temple and oh, Fred yeah. Astaire and wow. Ginger Rogers and Judy Garland. And so all of them could do all of it. So I just yeah. thought that's what you were supposed to do. Right. And mm-hmm. so um, I, I guess it wasn't a matter I musical theater. Cause if you, if you just act then just go do theater or go do TV. If you just sing, just go be a vocalist, you know? So uh, in, in my brain, you had to do all of it. Right. And, and because I grew up watching all of these incredible uh, groundbreaking performers in, in iconic performances, I didn't think it had to be any other way. So honestly, I think it was kind of just something that was embedded in me from my mom. I, uh, I think the first, one of the first musicals I remember besides uh, Shirley Temp, besides Heidi. Uh-huh. Yes, Heidi. Listen, uh, besides <laughs> Shirley Temple's Heidi, um, I think the first musical I've seen on, I saw on purpose that I like recall was West Side Story. That yeah. mom just sat me down. It was showing on WT, it was showing on public television, PBS. Thank you for public television. And Yep. sat down and she was like watch this and I remember the intro going on forever I was like why <laughs> is the screen changing colors so many times what exactly is- I mean mind you I'm like bird like so I was very intrigued like this is hey I didn't know what the fuck hey, damn was going on but yeah I edited that out but, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was like oh okay and then they started whistling and they started skipping around okay. and I was like this is epic so, um, yeah, and after that was Yentl. 
So it was like one extreme to the other where you're just giving me acting intention moment, crying, singing, you running and singing. I was like, I got to run and sing. Like, that's what I'm supposed to be able to do. So I, I guess to answer your question, I just didn't think it was supposed to be any other way. I thought you had to be able to do everything to do it at this magnitude. Right. To be yeah. Able to be. yeah. I love that because the, the other thing that we wanted to talk to you about too is pop music because we both just graduated, right? We had the pleasure of talking to you in one of our classes with Robbie. Um, and towards the end of our, I know I love Robbie. Um, Robbie, if you're listening, we all love you. Um, towards the end of our stay at ASU, I guess, uh, they really started to pop. They were like pop, R&B, like music that's not from musicals here. And it was a little jarring um, because... I've been in, I've been doing this for like 10 years since I was in high school. And that was never really a thing. I never really thought I was going to have to sing pop music. I would sing it in the car with my dad or whatever. Um, and then suddenly somebody was like, you know, can you get up here and sing this rock song and just like feel it? And I was so caught off guard. Yeah. <laughs> and I like, what is, when did that shift happen? And what do you think the importance is of having pop rock R&B in your book? We have a lot of young listeners like, what, how, how would you approach that, like coming from straight musical theater? Like, do you have any advice? Absolutely. Um, so I learned how to comfortably sing uh, pop rock, R&B, uh, uh, when I started working on cruise ships. Mm. So, yeah. So what was interesting, because that's all, especially if you're like, if you're not in a musical, if you're just doing um, the production shows, which I would highly recommend. It depends mm. on your level of comfortability and being out, you know, by yourself. And it is a very particular, specific kind of life. Yeah. Um, but you bank money, you get out of debt and you learn a lot. You learn so much mm. about yourself, about uh, the industry about professionalism and so many other things, if you choose. Um, so I, I, that's where I can say I learned how to do it. The gag is, like you said, we, we do it our whole lives, really. Like there's videos of me, I don't know how old and I'm and I, like, yeah. and you don't think about it. you're not like, Oh my God, my placement and my mixing and my head voice, chest voice. Like you're not doing, you are just squelching to high heavens. Uh -huh about something you have no idea little baby you are eight why are you doing this with so much heart right now right but yes. like, god if we could tap into that now um so it's, it's interesting um and i always i grew up listening to with my granddad growing up uh listening to 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 jazz and to r&b as far as like Sade, anita baker so oh. so i i had a lot of colors to my voice that i didn't really know i had um, I, cause I just was like, oh yeah, well, you know, Sade sings like this. And I would always try to just do it to make my mom laugh or to be funny. But when you realize later, you're like, oh, you grow up. I listen to a lot of Neo soul as well. So I love Erica mm -hmm. Badu. So oh, yes. Erica Badu's voice also favors Billie Holiday's voice. Mm -hmm. If you're able to kind of marry the two. So you hear these influences. My favorite singer of all time is Sarah Vaughn. So oh. I would just kind of mimic that right so yes. uh all of all of those things to to say that the influences are already there from pop music rock music when we turn on the radio for those of you who love to sweat out demi lovato <laughs> y'all 
when you are at, because Demi sings down, when you are, when you have to go do it, just remember that nothing changes in the audition room. Mm -hmm. It's no mm -hmm. different than you being in your car with your dad. It's no different than you yeah. in the shower. It's no different than you rocking out to six because six is literally just pop songs. Mm -hmm. yes. So when you get to the end, sorry, not sorry, not sorry, don't lose your head. Like, you're not worried about <laughs> your oh, am I right. <laughs> yeah. like, you throw it to the wall and then you're like did that did anybody listen no but that's okay then something happens we get into the audition room and we clam up and we forget yes. that like this is the music that you actually grew up listening to not like fellow Aussies let us feel good like nah not really you were no. like oh my gosh let me play this musical theater as opposed to you know, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dolly Parton. Pink. Do oh, God, Dolly. Yes. My mom played Dolly Parton, like, literally on repeat while I was growing, just in the background. Like, right? I, I have yeah. Dolly in my book. Oh, and that's what it seems like from my understanding of, you know, pop in musical theater. It's all about pulling from the references that you have. Yeah, that music you grew up with. Like, what are they actually doing with their voice? Why, when I'm singing in the car, why do I try to mimic them? Those little, you know, the isms and the nuances in their voice. That's kind of the, what you have to pull from for this kind of thing, right? Now, when you're auditioning, though, singing a pop song, um, well, first of all, what was the, when was the first time you sang pop in an audition? Was it six or had you been doing it for years prior? Yeah, I don't know. Um, that was, <laughs> what so, what'd you sing for six? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, I sang a, a, an array of songs for six. I went in originally and sang, uh, because like I said, I went in for Wizard of Oz. So I sang Freak Flag first. Um, yes, love it. and then he was like, oh my, Bob, oh my God, Brittany. That was love that. Do you have any um pop rock or RB? And I was like, for what? Like that's when I started being like, oh the my whiz. God, that's what I'm telling you. Um, no. <laughs> so uh I was like, okay, so I had the entire callback packet for beautiful. And I was Oh, I was like, all right. I said, pick one, you know. And so, will you still love me tomorrow? Is a staple in my book. Um, also because I had done Beehive. Uh, which I had done yes. at the Phoenix Theater, and so which was a blast. And then I had Love done Beehive. at uh, Merry Go Round, also known as the Rev Theater now. So yeah, so I was like, okay, let's do that. So I was like, okay, will you still love me tomorrow? Then he had me do. Uh, then he said, do you have anything else? And usually I would do like some Gladys Knight or something. I was like, I got Tina. I got all the Tina Turner in the world. And he was like, let's hear it. And I did, I promise you, when I tell you, I did probably four songs. And he was like, what else? I said, Bob, you're going to have to pay me in a minute for this concert that you're getting. What? He was like, okay, 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 okay. We're going to email you and we'll let you know. I was like, okay, thank you so much. Like, you're not going to get this free concert, sir. Britt Mac, where do you get that confidence from? Listen, I from my mother, from Jesus, I don't know. If you learn <laughs> that it's not what you do, it's how you do it, right? It's just, it's, yeah. aha, make it funny because it's about intention, really. What, under, yeah. what is your underlining yeah. point of saying what you're saying? So if it's not to hurt and no malice, then it won't come off that way. Yeah.
I love that because I feel like that would just be so refreshing to have somebody come in and say that to you because everyone's thinking it. It's like, okay, this is like the fifth 32 bar cut we're going for here. What you need? Tell me what you need and I will give it to you so we can all go home. And he was and he was picking for something. And now that I know that I'm like, oh, dang, I would have just came in. But I didn't know anything about six. It was on the thing. Right. Uh, we're looking for these and this and I was like the breakdown was there and I was like I'm here for the Wizard of Oz so um, but I sang down you know you in an audition and you just be like who you better sing like I sang so when he was like do you have something else low key I was offended I was like bad <laughs> You're did you just hear that E sign we you both here for that like you didn't hear it because it was a dog whistle. You did. Why? <laughs> Why am I doing this? So it it made for an incredible time. Um, love Chicago Shakes and I love auditioning for them. It, it's always so much fun. <laughs> I love. So so you book the show and you're in Chicago doing the whole thing, doing the pre Broadway run. What's it like? Did was there a developmental feel to it? Although it had been you know the show for however many years in the UK, where you like we're still kind of developing and changing things up before we go to New York, or what was that experience oh, like? Oh yeah, it, it every day was something different. Even in even once we opened, like the show was never necessarily. Uh, frozen, right? Mm. Um, because of the style of the show, because the audience plays a whole nother part. It's a, the audience is a whole nother character in the show. Um, right. So there's only so much you can anticipate versus what you actually get. Um, so uh, that said, uh, working with, with Lucy and, and Toby and Jamie and uh, um, we had Mel come in, who was Carrie Ann's, who's Carrie Ann's like right hand girl. Uh, Carrie Ann was um, is the uh, was working with Hamilton at the time on the West End. Oh yes, so, yeah. So she wasn't able to come, but like she would come and then be like bye and so like that. So anyway, so we learned the show. Uh, it it it. So the thing about six and what I love about it is it's you what Lucy and Toby never wanted to do was recreate it. They've always yes. wanted to make sure that whatever production is doing it, that it's your production, right? right? The show itself is the same. What we're talking about is the same. The overall message is the same, but the Queens right. aren't the same. No. You women are not the same, which means it can't be the same show. So we're not I even going to try to do that. Here's what we're right. going to do, you know, which when when even when it came to you know lipstick and you know it was a, it was a journey in the beginning like hey like i don't wear the same color red as alexis wears like i need a mm -hmm. different color red because we're different shades of yes. black women you know and right. uh talking about things like hair right so i wear my hair in the show um yes. had some pieces that are the red pieces because i'm not dying my hair oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But um, mm -hmm. it's like a little accent throughout. And then we have our crowns. And so, but that, so my hair is locked. And Lucy was like, I really don't want you in a wig. I would really just like you to be you. Is that okay? And I was like, 
Yes. <laughs> yes, it is, okay? <laughs> Said every <laughs> actress ever. Listen, like, yeah. you need to not be hot. I'm already wearing vinyl. I don't have to be hot on this. Yes, thank you. Yes. And, and, it, and it showed to, and, and it goes back to the developmental aspect of it because then I was even more comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. And I was even more able to bring, because here I am, Brittany from Chicago, from the South Side in Chicago, being able to so be... Cool like truly myself and people being able to be like, oh my gosh, and saying things, you know, in Chicago, where they, what? Now, what? Um, what? It's, it's a certain swagger you have being from Chicago, being from mm -hmm. the South Side. So being able to bring that to Cleves and still keep her funny and keep her just this like, what guys? No, you know, the life of the party with an understanding of, Guys, it's not that deep. Like that's her whole like swag. So I love able it. To make my cleaves mine, and Alexis has her own, and Shaka has her own. Is what the developmental aspect of it was. Still aware mm. that this is a show that's already done. So we don't right. have to do the hard hard work, but right. we get a chance to 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 make it our own. So without dialects and all of that stuff, it was just nice. I gotta know if people freak out yeah. about your classical opera voice at the end of Get Down when you do that. Do people like come up to you after the show? And be like, oh my god! They do it in the show. Uh huh. <laughs> so I do the bit, and then I go, oh my god! And I'm just like, I need you. <laughs> and that's why, because it's amazing. It's a baller moment. I never forget in yeah. rehearsals. We were doing a warm up. It was like we were doing this kind of warm up games to get to know each other and all this stuff. It was very different the rehearsal process, um, but but it all makes sense. Uh, so so we're doing this thing and everybody's like riffing down, riffing down. So they were like, go on this. Uh, we opened up some website on our phones and then it was like read. Everybody go around and read each line, but you got to sing it. So oh. we were like. Okay, and so, you know, and we did it in Queen Order. So I'm after Abby freaking Mueller, and I'm just like, oh, come on. Like, I'm not, I refuse in life. Ah. And she's just like, and I'm just like, I oh, Abby. So then, because she's literally right here. She's So I'm like, oh, and so I was like, fine. And so, and they were just like, we're using that. <laughs> what? So when we when we did our songs, we all kind of worked on our songs sep in separate rehearsals and then came together. When we did, when we came together for Get Down and they were like, so the, because the Get Down, all of that part, it was just so low. And I was like, they, I can't, I can't. I don't care how much reverb you put on it. I, I don't care. DJ Khaled come in here and do it. Like, I can't do that. <laughs> and so they were like, Okay, so here, here's what we're thinking. And Toby was like, oh my God, can we try something? Like, do you mind? Can we just like, can you try it? Can we just, I don't know. Like, let's just see if it works. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, okay, Toby. And we did it. And he was like, could you do it higher? And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I can. And he was like, could you like, and then when you do it, could you like let it ring up there? Just like more, just like really big. I was like, yeah, I can do that. And I did, and he was like, mm, okay, thank you guys. Okay, thank you. And he just left out the room. So, oh. yeah. Oh, I love that. And it was, it was a keeper. It was a keeper. And it was something that he and Roberta, 
love Roberta Duce, um, talked about, and she was like, yeah, I wanted them to, to use all of that because why not? And I was like, so it was nice. Why not? It's so cool when you are able to bring stuff like that to a process, you know, like if people find out you can like, I don't know, throw fire rings or whatever, or hula hoop. And they're like, we're using that. Let's do it. Like that. I mean, and that's why this time off Robbie, actually, I called him when this whole thing started and I was like, I'm going to become a terrible actor. And he's like, no baby. He's like, go be a human, go work on being a human. And that will make you be a better actor. And that's like, Hello. I mean, you know, because being able to bring those skills to a room and to a process is so cool. I think that's what makes us all so damn awesome. If I'm, if I may say so. And you've, you've been coaching, right? During this time? Girl. (laughs) People get to have lessons with Anna, please. Yes. Do they shit themselves? (laughs) You know what? This one girl literally said nothing. And I was like, I'm going to have to. Oh. Listen, little baby, I can't afford to give you your money back. So we're going to have to do something, okay? Um, she probably okay. has a six TikTok and Instagram fan account. And then she's like, it's her. Like, it's her. I just yeah. was like, it's, I was like, hey. And she was like, hello. <laughs> oh, little baby, hello. You all right? Like, it was so funny. Um, her birthday's coming up. And what she doesn't know is that I'm going to post about like all about her stop. on her birthday. Yeah. Uh-oh. Stop. <laughs> Wait, I just got chills. She's gonna cry. She's gonna cry. She's so, so sweet. And she wants to be a director. And so she wants to be an actor turned director. And um what a brave and person. I was like, you could do it. she's very yeah, I love her. So anyway, because I could go about her That's hard. amazing. So yeah, I do teach, I do coach. Um it's more my coaching is definitely just about authenticity and and what you the actor you the human can bring to the room can bring to these songs what's missing from you know uh, a lot of these iconic songs that we audition with is you the individual so it's like okay Mm. okay Caitlin great like you sing girl you sing down well what else you got you know how I've heard this song a thousand times and I want to be like this is the first time I've heard it like that and how Mm. do you do that Mm. And not just with intention, not just with vocal choices and vocal flair and color, um, and not just with acting, but how do we marry them together so that they make sense and they further the story, you know? And remembering that Mm -hmm. us as the humans are the storytellers, that we're the vessels to tell these stories with. So that's always my approach, and that's what we tackle. And so, because people are, I mean, before we know it, 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 it'll be back. You know, certain theaters are yes. able to do certain things because of environments and weather. The Phoenix Theater is able to do things outdoors. Like, so, right. so you may have the opportunity to go audition. So let's stay healthy. Let's keep that a thing, you know? So I do, I do yes. get, give lessons and stuff through like, um, uh, artists and beyond and things like that. But, um, it, sometimes I, I'm aware that we're in a pandemic and things, are expensive. You see what I'm saying? So I'd like yes, yes. much rather be able to work with you on a consistent basis and something you can that is uh, financial, financially feasible than one time 
for a big bang. You know what It's I mean? so interesting about doing a show like Six because where it is pop songs and when we're coached on these pop songs, it's, it's you, it's so much you because you're not pulling, it's not a Sondheim cut and there's a character and then everything is already there for you. It's yeah. you and you're bringing that energy from within you. So that's so cool that that's what your coaching is focused on because that's so important because every show is asking for a pop rock cut now. So, well, and that that authenticity, right? Like what you're saying is like, come in and sing happy birthday to me, but it needs to move me. It needs to be you singing happy birthday. It needs to be you. We, yes. we went to, we were in New York in March for our college showcase. And that's what they wanted from us, girl. They did not, I don't, I don't think those people could have really cared less because I guess at that point you're assuming everybody can sing on pitch. So show me you and what else? Th- right. Yeah. And that, that whole process of figuring out who I was ruined me. <laughs> yeah. It ruined me. And it, 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 because it was just so foreign. Right. I was like, wait, no, 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 I'm not me. I'm, other people. That's what I do. And so I think it's beautiful that like somebody who has such a platform is like really rooting for that because that's where I think the industry is headed, right? Like into this more individualized, authentic way of storytelling. Right. And that's, I mean, for me, that is like the biggest silver lining of this time is like, once you talk about things and once you get them out there and once you start this in motion, like you can't really go back. (laughs) Like you can't, take it back. I want to know as someone who's been a successful performer for so long, like what, what do you want to see change when things are starting to come back? Like, what do you think? Yeah. What do you want to see change? Like what's the biggest thing you want to see a difference? I'd like to see just more um, accountability and move on, you know? Uh, And, and I, it comes from both sides for me for, from the actor and from production side. And the short of that would be as an actor to remember that when you come into the stage door, it doesn't matter where you are, what level you are, equity, non-equity, it doesn't matter. The point is, is that as soon as you come in the stage door, the rehearsal space, whatever, you are on the clock. Consider it a nine to five. Consider it a corporate job because these, you know, six Broadway LLC, right? That is who you're working for. And so... You have to remember that it's so much less about, well, you know, I just want to be who I am. I want to be unapologetically, whatever. Honey, that's great. That's beautiful. I love. Love is love. And you love who you love. We love who we love. And you pro-black. I love all of that. That's wonderful. But can you do your job today? And Mm. we have to remember that, you know, that most, honestly, it really is not what you do, but how you do it. If you want to be respected, if you want to be able to speak up for yourself, there is no problem. People, producers, people don't, people don't care about you saying what you need, but how do you say what you need as the actor? How do mm. you voice that without A, being whiny, yeah. B, sounding entitled, right? Yeah, I just don't have, mm, nope, 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 go back, try it again, go back, try it again, you know? Um, I, I almost think that that is something, uh, and I think that that, uh, some type of class on professionalism and work ethic. People, people like to say that you just get it. You don't, you learn it. And I learned my first contract working at the Seacoast Repertory Theater with Brian Swayze as my director. I love that man. Um, and his husband, right? Um, but so I got a chance to, um, if, if anyone's ever worked at Algonquin Playhouse, um, then you know Brian and you know that he's incredible. Um, just, just talented. Okay. So he, 
he taught yeah. me work ethic through a lesson that had nothing to do with being in rehearsals or anything like that. It was completely outside of rehearsals. And, um, and I was like, it was a lesson that I never forgot and something that I carry with me. And I know, and I will tell him and I told him, I'm like, listen, I am here because of you, sir, from my very first professional job that I booked before I even graduated AMDA. And I was traveling back and forth mm. on the bus from New Hampshire back to the city so that I can still take class and all these things. And, and right. so I think from the actor side, I think we have some work to do on professionalism, how we communicate, how we say things, because the most important thing is that we're heard. But you will not be heard yes. if you come across a certain kind of way. And that has nothing to do with you not being who you are. All it is, is that you want to be heard. That is the objective. If we have to go back to acting class, what is your objective? Da, 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 mm. To be heard. That's it, mm. right? And so from yes. there, I think on the production side, if an actor says you hurt their feelings, you hurt their feelings. Say yes and move yeah. on. You know, like if an actor says, I feel unsafe, it is your, it is your um, job it is your, we we're trusting you with, with our gifts. Right. And, and when yeah. to be on the stage and to do that, it, we're vulnerable, we're exposed. So mm -hmm. if, uh, uh, if that happens, get it, we, this should be a safe space for us to do. Now I need a second. I'm just going to cause my nose and have that second understudy comes on. Then you come back and we revisit yeah. and we go. If I am having a terrible day and I've checked in with stage management, that's all I need to check in with. Then you talk to stage yeah. management and say, whatever, as a certain parts and members of the team, please don't come up to me saying, well, what's, do you need a second? Are you okay? I'm sorry. Uh. Yes, I I'm love sorry. That. I checked in with stage management. Mm -hmm. That is who I'm supposed to check in with. Y'all are almost invisible to me. Directors, Corey, all of y'all. I don't talk to y'all. I talk to stage management and stage management will come and communicate that to you. But talking to, that oh, there is a God. chain of command that I think needs to happen all the way around. Right. And so if oh, they need to yes. talk to us, then it has to go through stage management. And I believe stage management should be present when certain conversations are had for protection purposes. <sighs> Because other than that, girl, say it louder. Because other than that, it's hearsay. Mm -hmm. Did they say this? Did they not say this? Then you're unprotected. Um, as mm -hmm. the act. just like any other business, right? HR. Yeah. So closest thing. HR. So unless yeah. we're gonna have right. an HR member, just like we have to have ASM and PSM and all those people there, then if HR is not gonna be, if we don't have an on staff HR person a part of our mm -hmm. crew, then stage management right. has to go through HR classes, and then they have to do it. That's a, yes. So I yes. think those are yes. those are the two things I would love to see um, change because actors want to be heard and we want to be seen as humans as well. Which is why mm -hmm. the problem is what it is with this pandemic. Why actors have not gotten a certain relief? I don't understand because we are the only industry that has not been able to come back to work. We are the only industry that has not been able to come back. Even restaurants, all of that. The summertime. Like, it's you know, disgusting and then then things closed down or whatever but they were able to come back reboot their unemployment certain things now we're just like gee we hope and pray that the government will a six hundred dollar stimulus honey what oh no my life, not gonna my cover anything bill for the last three months what do you mean well and this i mean the entertainment industry it's like a 500 billion dollar industry like broadway 
is is New it York is. City. Like that is it is. And it is I mean, when this is the reason we started this podcast, because 52% of performers are out of work. That's in comparison to 19% of restaurant workers, mm-hmm. 19 to 52. And nobody's talking, no about, talking it. about it. And it was, I mean, that is, I literally was pouring my iced coffee one morning and I thought to myself, am I the only one? thinking about these things? Am I the only one thinking about these things? And it turns out no. And I called Kate and I'm like, can we please figure out a way to let people know that like, we're still here. You're not alone. Like just because somebody hasn't come and scooped us up into an NBA bubble doesn't mean there aren't people who don't care. Like we just don't have the resources. Like Kate and I don't have the resources to make an NBA bubble, but together, I think you're right. I think if we push this, you know, push this progress forward, that there will be hopefully some benefits for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, I think the, yeah. I mean, I love the actress fund and I love what they're doing. It go, it only goes so far. And I think mm-hmm. that what we also need to communicate is for the 52%, that's actors. We're not talking about crew. We're not talking about stage hands. We're not talking about mm-hmm. wardrobe and everyone is affected. Right. And, and these are union members. We pay dues. We all types of things and we're expected to pay dues out of what how when i'm not none of it applies the the the, my health insurance costs x i'm sorry what it costs what Mm -hmm. no ma'am i don't have it so then but in a time of a global pandemic where your health needs to be that's interesting to me so then i try to apply Mm -hmm. and go for you know uh state health care obamacare now biden care whatever and but you don't qualify because you made too much money you know you made past tense so it's very very interesting what what it's doing and 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 what that does is just spiral depression and spiral you cannot seek joy from those who are you you're used to seeking joy from the entertainers when they're in this place Mm -hmm. it doesn't it's hard because right now it may seem selfish but it's about self-preservation. Like you have to preserve what you have because I don't know how long this is going to last, you know, and only have so much, right? Because we also get so much from being on stage. So when you're not able to do the thing that you know that you were purposed to do, what am I doing? You know? So it's an energetic exchange every night with the audience. They are giving you energy. You are giving them energy. I mean, it's the same, you know, when people come up to you after a show and it's almost like they don't care if you hear them, they just need to tell you, you are amazing. You're so amazing. I love you so much. You changed my life because they're trying to give you back what you gave to them in like five seconds. And that's why it's so sadly ironic that all these actors, all these performers who are now out of work, who work so hard to give, 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 give so much on stage are now just so without and so just kind of left in the dust, right? And it's funny because you you have certain actors that are okay. You know, certain mm-hmm. actors that are fine. And I'm so happy that they're fine. It's just, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't in Hamilton. So I'm not yeah. okay. Right. My show didn't get to open. It closed on the day of the shutdown. Same day. So, mm-hmm. so you know, uh, it, the shows that, that will never be able to see the lights, you know? And, and that these are people who have families, whole families, whole families. Mm, yes. theater, I'm yes. talking theater management, ushers, bartenders at theaters, whole families, children. And for whatever reason, people, audience met people don't see brought us as people. Oh, but you, oh, but you're still, I'm sorry, still what? I'm on an unemployment just like everybody else, you know? It's very, well, then you go back to your other job. Right. What other 
Yeah, don't you have another right. job? Don't you? What's your what? backup plan? Backup plan. Even if I had one, it it doesn't matter right now, right? So no, it's a very interesting it thing, and it, it I I would I would encourage people to while while I love you know I love we all love the messages of oh my gosh I'm I'm so sorry we were gonna see you at this day and it really sucks that we mm. won't yeah yeah it sucks that yeah we yeah. Yeah. Oh, we were going to be at the theater this day. Well, I was supposed to be there too. You know, (laughs) just be a little mindful, right? And a little Mm -hmm. considerate um, and and a little delicate, right? I think think we're at a point where delicacy is imperative um, because Mm -hmm. we're almost at a year of this thing. And so people are teetering besides checking on your loved ones and all of that while you're checking on people that, you know, oh my God, my friend's an actor and she was in this and da da da. Oh, let me see how she's doing. You know, instead of, oh my God, friend, how you doing? Maybe send a funny meme, you know, and then be like, why is this so stupid? You know, just bring some joy. Think sin joy as opposed to sin concern. Um, Yes. My mom does that a lot. I love her, but she loves to text me and say like, oh, this is all going to be, you're going to be back on stage in no time. And it's, (laughs) she's trying to help. But I'm like sitting on the couch crying, watching Schitt's Creek and eating, you know, a pint of ice cream. Like I can't, yeah. Yeah. Delicate, delicate. Delicate, being delicate. uh, And then, and then, you know, is there anything I can do for you? That's a beautiful Mm. thing. We're not talking monetarily. Just, is there anything I can do for you? You know? Uh, you know what? Yeah, could you just just talk to me about? Do you watch so and so? Can we talk about Miss Fisher's murder mysteries? Because I love her. <laughs> I love Miss Fisher's murder mysteries. So I'm, I'm obsessed. I have calendars. I have artwork. I have. I'm upset. Oh my god, we're gonna have to talk about that because I didn't know anybody else knew about that. I've never heard of that. <laughs> okay, you would love it. Really fabulous. Yes. It's the clothes are fabulous. Franny Fisher is everything. And Jack. Oh, stop. Jack. I mean, I mean, I mean, I know. Okay, so that brings me to my last question here. Britt Mac, what makes you happy these days? What are the little things that make you happy? Um, what makes me happy these days? There are so many things. Um, my mom is the funniest freaking, like Robbie knows, and everybody at the Phoenix Theater knows they're just like, oh, oh, is that your mama? Like it's just a thing. It's like a joke, but she's so funny in a way that like it's her like natural responses to things, not her mom response. And now that I'm like learning something, um, up in the threes, um, she she's like mom and this woman friend, right? So she literally she'll say somebody will be like. Hey, ma'am, uh, excuse me, ma'am. I, I'm sorry, six feet, sir. I know you lying. Why are you so close? Ma- and I'm on the phone. And I'm like, mom. Yeah, hello. So what else? How you doing? Mom, what just happened? Oh, he was very close to me. But, oh but mom, yes, I didn't like that. He, you know what it was? He scared me. And not because he was scary, but because I wasn't paying attention. Why weren't you paying attention? And it's this whole thing, right? And it'll have something to do with Jello. Like she is hysterical. So she brings me a lot of joy. We have a family dog named Handsome. Um, he <gasps> yes, 
His name is Handsome. That's the best name. He is handsome. Like, that's it. And a handful. He is a two-year-old chocolate lab. And he is the cutest thing you literally have ever seen. Like, he's even, like, cuter than baby's cute. Handsome. I love that. He's hilarious because he makes my mom crazy, which is even more funny. I think they need a show. Oh, yes. They need a sitcom. the back of his calf (laughs) muscle. Like, he'd just come up and be like, and she'll be like, really? And I know that that's what he did. And it's just funny to me. And he'll, and, and then he'll like, you hear him running down the hall. Like, it's too good. It's too good. Um, I, I had a really big family growing up. So uh, my sister, uh, my older sister is having a baby after 13 oh my years. So I have a 13 year old niece. And now she's like, I know. I said, why, girl? Why? Um, but we're very She's a glutton for punishment. Oh, that's going to be so We're much excited. fun, though. We're excited. My my, yeah. my other niece, Makaya, is kind of like, TT, I was like, don't worry, baby. Just let get you a COVID test, and maybe I could drive and come pick you up. I don't know. <gasps> but we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure out. She was just... Oh, my God. I bet you're the coolest aunt ever. Are you I mean, kidding me? And I live alone, so... Oh, girl. Cool. Especially now. I'm looking for Listen, an aunt. Especially now, <laughs> people are like... Auntie, I have a lot of cousins. So all my all my younger cousins, my nieces, my nephews, um, they make me very very happy. I just put in an application for a dog yesterday. Uh, at, I think it's you did. I did. I think it's Waldo's Waldo's Pen or something like that here in New York City. Um, so fingers crossed, prayers up, everybody for me to get this dog. If y'all know, them, yes. just email them and tell them Brittany needs this dog. Um. Oh I love God, them. Yes. So, so because Handsome is in Chicago, I'm like missing doggy love. So I go oh, yeah. to the dog park mm. like a creeper and I'm just like, oh. and I'm just there. And then they'll be like, which one's oh. yours? And I'll be like, have a good day. And I just, okay. <laughs> You're like, oh, that one. <laughs> just right there. <laughs> that one. That one. That one. I'm just here for pets. Literally inside oh, the gate. God. Just like wanting to come lick me. So I might start doing that. I have a dog, but he's, just him. So maybe I need to mix it up and go to the park by the myself. The park is nice. The park is nice. Especially because you can't, usually you could go to the mall, right? And go and like, go to yes. the pet store right. and like rub all yep. the dogs. Can I see that one? I don't really know about oh. this one. I don't really, <laughs> you're not buying anything. Like that one might be cute or I need to yeah, hold it. I just need I don't to, know. yeah, no, no. The really expensive Cocker Spaniel one. Yeah, that one. Could you yeah, just, that one? The one I can never afford. Just yeah. let him kiss Thank me, please. so much. And I'm just like, dang, I should have <laughs> brought my big purse. So, anyways. So all simple joys. The biggest thing for me during this whole time is being able to give joy. Um, that is yeah. the only uh, way I can, I could, I could happiness ah, only because like, you know, you could wake up happy and then you get out the bed and then you hit your toe on the oh, bed yeah. frame and yeah. now you're pissed. Right. And you're like, ah, now yep. you're not happy no more. So, oh yeah, that was my whole 2020. But the joy, joy is something that, that you can't really explain, right? Joy is something that bears weight. And I think joy is Mm -hmm. something that is so much easier to tap into mentally. And that's choosing joy. And on like, just, just do it. Just do it. Like I've had a really crappy, crappy week. And uh, last week it was just everything that could possibly happen financially happened. And I was like, on the <sighs> negative side of things and I was like wow 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 but I'm like, you know what <gasps> it is what it is I talked to uh, a guy friend of mine who I'm liking very much um we'll see y'all I just met him a couple oh. months ago or whatever 
Okay, we're spilling tea. Hi. Is he cute? He's very cute. He's very, very, okay. very handsome. Very uh, established. I can't, I can't say who he is because no, you can't. People will know him. Um, <gasps> so oh. it's Will Smith. He married. Yeah, but Jada's cool with it. Jada, Jada doesn't. Cool no, yeah, it would be more like Lamont. It would be him. Because uh, I yes. love New Girl and I love his show Woke and I love oh, yes. him and Trevor Noah Listen. is mine. That's my Listen, free pass. Girl, the way I've been trying to find where he lived, don't do it. <laughs> I'm like, if I find out, I will let you know. Afro. Like, I just. I know, and it's getting bigger. Like, the pandemic, he's got, it's, I love I it. He's so funny, too. There's nothing like a funny guy. But, but, this, but, 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 my, my man friend is funny. And he, he is, he's, he's chill. And it's something that would not have happened aside if, if the pandemic didn't happen. So it, it's mm. funny to be in 2021 and think about, like, oh, wow, wait a minute. You know, would, would the theater industry have had this awakening and this necessary necessity for change if this didn't happen, yes. you know? And we've needed it yeah. for so long, but, you know, you need something to happen. You need a, a quake to break it all up, right? So, yes, there's a quote that's, I think, I think it's from a quote by oh. God, but it says, I made, oh no, the universe, I made you, I had to make you uncomfortable so you would move is like the quote. I think I saw it yesterday. Yeah. Which yes, a hundred percent. Right. Like that's because we're being our comfort zone. You, you know, you won't grow if you're comfortable because you just want to sit mm -hmm. there. This no. is cool. Growth is painful. Just like consistency yeah. hurts. Right. Growth is yes. painful. And yes. so that's why they call them growing pains. So it's, it's it, anyway, anyway. So the guy is great. Um, enjoying him. That's new. We'll see how that goes. Plus he has a dog. So I think I'm just like going to keep him <gasps> for the dog. Oh, it's going to be like a Brady Bunch situation when you get your dog. <laughs> Girl, you're going to have to keep us updated on all this because now I am invested. <laughs> Forget Miss Fisher. <laughs> Britt Mac is my new obsession. <laughs> this has been probably, I mean, I know we're only like two weeks into the year, but this has probably been, please don't tell anyone, my favorite interview and like the mm -hmm. highlight of my year so far. You are just such a good human. Like, I don't know how else to put it. You just, you are radiant in mm -hmm. all of the ways that I would hope a person would be radiant. And it has just been like literally the pleasure of my life to talk to you. Thank you for being on thank our show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad you guys reached out. Of course, yeah, thank you. I, I mean, I can't think of anyone more perfect to be in a show like Six that is all about empowerment oh, and, yes. you know, what you bring to the table. It's it's so perfect, and it's going to come back stronger than ever. And I know, we can't uh, wait. I'm yeah, like, girl. It's going to become an even bigger star, and people are just going to continue to fall in love with you. And, yeah, it's such an honor to talk to you. Seriously, thank, thank you. Thank you for so this, much. girl. Thank you, you're so welcome. You keep us updated. I am wishing you all the luck with this new boy and this new dog. Please give handsome kisses for us when you see him. Girl, okay. <laughs> You're so welcome. We hope you have the best sweet girl and we will be in touch with please you, okay? Please do, please do. Thank you guys so much. Have a great night, girl. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening to We're Still Here, a podcast by theater people for theater people. If you liked what you heard today, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us five stars. Your five-star rating helps encourage the growth and promotion of our podcast, allowing others like yourself to join us on this journey. And if you'd like to support the continuation of this podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash we're still here podcast. When you pledge a monthly payment of your choosing, you gain access to behind the scenes footage, podcast tea, and exclusive bonus interviews with our guests. Your financial contribution allows us to continue creating content that unites, inspires, and validates the theater community. We thank you for your incredible support.